Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new edition of the Road to Indy Insider Live. My name is Rob Howden. I'm actually uh, actually on location already in St. Petersburg. I uh, came here directly uh, from Barber Motorsports Park. Of course, we were there uh, last weekend for the opening round of the Road to Indy. And uh, it, man, what a fantastic weekend it was. There was some rain potentially called to come in on Saturday, and we thought that maybe USF 2000 drivers are going to be racing in the rain. Uh, that didn't happen. We actually had cloud cover to, to start the day, and then uh, it actually turned out being really beautiful in the afternoon. There was an issue, obviously, as, as those of you who may watch the race, uh, there was a power outage. Uh, a transformer got hit by a tree or a tree knocked down. There was a fire. We had zero power at all at the racetrack, and eventually – uh, trying to hit that TV window for IndyCar qualifying, USF 2000, their second race got moved uh, afterwards, and it essentially wrapped up right as the sun was starting to set. Uh, but again, live here from St. Petersburg, a couple of drivers joining me here today uh, for this first really, really post-race edition, a debrief, if you will, uh, of this year's Road to Indy season. I know that everybody very excited to get things underway. USF 2000, Indy Pro, and Indy Lights back. Uh, for 2021. Let's bring my drivers in right now because I'm getting the race winners from this weekend in USF 2000. Prescott Campbell, you've been soon to remove Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Of course. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Well, you've been, let's start with you because you were kind of the guy that came out of the gate strong, right? Um, obviously, one of the storylines coming in was there was so much testing that happened at Barber, whether it be private testing and then spring training. And then we had a couple of test days the day, you know, the day of qualifying. There was so much time to be on the racetrack. But the bottom line is, is when we finally went qualifying on Friday with two qualifying sessions for your Saturday races, it was put up or shut up, right? No more of the crap qualifying or, or testing. I'm faster than you. You're on the clock. You know, your third year of the season, just first off, We'll talk about your approach to qualifying, but just right now, first and foremost, what kind of relief did you have when you were able to really start putting those lap times down and then finally realize you were going to start the season strong and were able to get the pole for race one? You know, it felt really good. I mean, going through the the practice sessions, obviously, we were expecting three practice sessions and we ended up getting really one um, because of the, the tire thing. Yeah. But um Going through that, I mean, it was pretty clear just based on like the sector times and everything. There was just one or two corners I had to work on, um, and I knew that if I had, if I got those corners down, then I'd be all set for um, qualifying to be top three or even pole. So um, felt really good. Went through qualifying. The team gave me a really really good gap. Um, I had a nice draft off of Michael Orlando in front of me too. So um, that was really helpful. That's and it. Then, and uh, my dash actually stopped working, so I had no clue what times I was running. Really? But, um, it, it felt pretty consistent, so um, I was happy with that. My team said I was P1, and then um, I kept trying to push because I was expecting other people to come. I saw the yellow flag in turn 13 and then ended up looping it, <laughs> destroying a set of tires, and then causing a red flag. So, um, but luckily, you, were, you already had a banker lap in. That was good enough. Actually, yeah. funnily enough, I had three laps that would have been good for pole. What happened was I already had two. And then on the lap that I spun, I crossed the line with three tires in the grass sideways. And that was my fastest lap. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. I like, I like Prescott's reaction. <laughs> wow. Uh, listen, you mentioned your team. And let's, I'll obviously do that with both of you guys. You, when you came back with uh, PAPS Racing this year, you had tested for a number of te teams on the offseason to get a feel, you know, talk to different guys. You just have a different feel, I think. You come back to PAPS for this year and speak a little bit right now just about how much different you are as a driver from you know, your first time with them to now and just how everything's kind of shaken out because 
uh, you've been, been with Pats for a number of years now. Yeah, I mean, every year it's kind of just been more improving, more improving. A uh, big part of it was just confidence with the downforce, confidence of the speed of the car. Obviously, coming from F1600, we don't really have that downforce. Um, so it's all about sliding the car through the corners and not yeah. so much carrying speed. Um, so that was the big uh, improvement. And then also my braking, which we've been working on a lot this off season and um, the previous off season too, which I think I got better. I think I had decent amount of pace through the year last year. It was mainly just putting that lap consistently together and qualifying. So especially after this Barber one to see how I think every lap was within two tenths or something like that in the first race and even the second race too. So definitely can see those improvements there, which hopefully will help a lot through the qualifying through this year. Yeah, I look forward to seeing how things you know, can continue to roll on for you. Now, one of the interesting things is, of course, as we know, um, a lot of dynamics within the team, right? Everybody's got different guys in their team, whatever it may be. And there's some jokesters or some guys that have some fun. Uh, here's your team right here. Hunter McElroy says, Yuvin, how do you spin and pull? <laughs> yeah, so that, of course, Hunter McElroy is, is, uh, was Yuvin's teammate USF and in the uh, USF 2000 a couple of years ago, now running Indy Pro. There, there's your, your your team's already throwing you under the bus here on, on that spin and pull. But as you said, Yuvin, three straight, three laps to get pole. That's a pretty, uh, overall, pretty good qualifying car to be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. It was consistent, had a good gap, so um, worked out really well. Um, the team has never let that go yet. So <laughs> I don't think it'll go for a while, Hunter, as soon as I came out of that qualifying. Cause I, at the time I wasn't sure that I had a banker lap. So I thought I was about to lose it. I was calling it that you'd be second. I was like, he's going yeah. fast lap for sure. That's and, and then Hunter was like, that's the most even way to get a pole position. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Prescott, let's just go to you real quickly and just talk about coming into the event itself. Obviously, same with you. You were with Exclusive Autosport last year, tested for a couple of teams, and uh, decided on D-Force Racing. And, man, uh, that team looked good all weekend long. Everybody kind of up there in the top, uh, you know, top 10, top 12. Even your rookie driver, uh, Eli Navarro, coming out of the Lucas Oil School of Racing, as you did, was very strong as well. Coming into the event, what kind of confidence did you have that you were going to be able to be at the pointy end of the grid? Well, I think the whole team had a lot of confidence. Um, obviously, we were very strong in spring training um, just a couple of weeks before that. Um, it was our first chance to see where we stacked up against the rest of the grid this year. Huge grid, by the way, 27 drivers. Um, yeah. And we knew it was going to be very competitive and very close with that many cars on track. Um, so we were very happy with how we stacked up in spring training. I think I was second. My teammates were third, fifth. Um, and so we knew we had a strong car that would be capable of you know, winning um, from the first rounds. So we went into Barber, um, confident in the car to help the drivers a lot. Um, and I knew it was going to be tough. If I left anything out on track, my teammates would find it. Um, so that seemed to be true in practice and put it all together in qualifying. Um, I knew qualifying was going to be, you know, kind of the most important sessions throughout the weekend without how difficult it is to pass around Barber with the arrow wash. Um, and had two consistent qualifying results, P2 in both qualifyings, and uh, that was kind of the main objective um, to get the weekend started. So uh, first ever front row starting uh, for both of you guys, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. You've been you starting from pole for the first time, and I, I, I talked to the broadcast about checking all the boxes, right? You check the box of the first pole. You check the box of getting a great start, the opening start. Then you we immediately go, you have a, a, a restart as well. Uh, talk about the race a little bit, and, and what were your thoughts when the yellow came out? We're like, oh man, I, I got a nice little gap. Prescott and I are going to be able to pull away, but then the yellow comes out, 
and you had to do the restart. Now that was that something you had in your mind about being prepped for? I was actually happy with the the yellow coming out. Really? Uh, it helped. Yeah, it kind of helped save the tires a bit longer. I knew I had fresher tires than the D Force guys did because they obviously ran that uh, first official practice. So yeah. it helped me uh, kind of keep my my newer tires longer. And also, I noticed that uh, Prescott had pulled away from Josh, and I knew that if they got in a battle for second place, I'd be able to pull away a little bit easier. So I was kind of hoping uh, on the restart, Josh would get a bit of a better jump, which he ended up doing. And that kind of helped me out a bit as I think Prescott was pushing to try and stay in front of Josh and ended up putting it off in turn one. There it is. Hey, so, you don't say that. That's it. Let's go. <laughs> Man, I've the- never put the car off in my life. No, never. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I know, never. That's true. Well, let me go back and get some video. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, uh, let, I'm going to throw some, a couple of pictures up here first as you talk about this. Uh, you've been, when you're, you know, you've won races, of course, in the past, right? And when you're in your, you know, your third year in the program, and you, you want to get that first victory. We saw it with Stingray Rob last year, right? He ends up getting that, finally getting the victory after 49 starts in Indy Pro. And then the floodgates opened up. Can you tell me about the last couple of laps? What was going through your mind? Let's talk about, you know, trying to hit all your marks. And let's talk about those last couple of corners when you're coming out to get that win. What kind of emotion rolled out there? Yeah, it, it definitely was really stressful. I mean, before the race, even, I was just like the nerves were hitting. And uh, it, it really took a lot to kind of calm down, stay calm. I had my uh, coach, Bob Perona, in my ear telling me every lap the gap to yeah. uh, two, two seconds back to Prescott, no pressure, just kind of stay calm. And I was just really just trying not to make any mistakes. I mean, I've had many iRacing races where I put it in the wall in the last lap. So just, just was trying not to do that, try to stay a little consistent. So I you come out of, up a little bit. You come out of 17 and uh, you, you, I'm right there at start finish in the announcer's booth. And I could see you do the, like, it's almost like you're stretching your, you're stretching your seatbelts because you were coming out of the car so much. The, tell me about the emotion of getting that first win. It, it felt really good. It actually, it took a while to kind of set in, Really, you know, like, I got off the people were complaining. I wasn't celebrating enough after the race. Uh, it just kind of wasn't, it took a while to kind of like realize what happened. Oh, I really? think a lot of it too. Was, you mean like back at the trailer kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. It took a while. Augie, I was uh, giving Augie a hug and he was like, you don't seem happy enough. And he was like, it'll sit in. <laughs> That's um, it. So it, yeah, I kind of did. I think also, cause I was leading the whole race kind of had, was able to kind of absorb it for a while. Yep. Uh, instead of like a last lap pass, which is my first F1600 race. That's kind of what happened there. Okay, so um, hold on. So tell me about this. Is this win or is this Wisconsin? That So that was, the point was Wisconsin. All right. But everyone was like, oh, it's W for win. And I was like, no, it's Wisconsin. <laughs> but, <laughs> so give it, so uh, for people, people don't know, given your connection to Wisconsin other than living there. there I go to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. That's where I am here uh, right now in my dorm room. So, that's awesome. Uh, I like that. That's great. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Congrats on the victory. Uh, Prescott, let's move over to you right now because uh, obviously one of the issues for, for you even wasn't it. He ter- ends up turning in a tremendous performance because he starts f- 15th, I think, in race two and then worked his way up to 10th, which gets him nicely to the championship. A lot of, a lot of overtakes there. Prescott, for you, a strong second place finish in race number one early in the day in the afternoon. You come back. And again, on the front row, like you said, with your teammate, Nolan Siegel, you push like crazy. Eventually, he makes a minor mistake coming onto the front straightaway. You're able to get by. Here you are leading your first laps in USF 2000. And really, I don't even want to say it's your second year because it's the second race of the second year, right? So it's almost like that, you know, year and a bit. Uh, But into your second year, give me your thoughts on taking the lead, number one, and then how you had to get that, how you had to work on the mindset to be able to, like you, 
not make any mistakes over the remainder of the distance? Sure. Um, well, throughout the weekend, I, you know, I was spring training P2, quality one P2, quality P2, race one P2. I wanted to go one better. I was really <laughs> yeah. eager to get that win top, top one session. Um, yeah. And this is my last chance to do it at the event. Um, so, you know, you had a great race in race one, didn't put a foot wrong. And I knew once I was in the lead, I had to do the same. Um, so capitalized off a mistake by the leader at the time, um, got by and just knew I just had to put in consistently in laps. One of the things I think for you, maybe a little bit different was the obviously with the tires and, and the way things were happening. IndyCar rubber had gone down by then, right? We hadn't had that as of yet. You guys have been on kind of a clean racetrack. The IndyCar rubber's down. And a lot about Barber after the repave, you guys are carrying so much speed through some of these really constant radius corners, long, long duration corners, really, really eating up that left front. Did you find the balance in the car was pretty good to the D-Force guys handle it? Or was, was that right front going away, even though you were the guy out front with clean air? Well, one thing I learned in the first race was that you want to be in the lead. Um, everybody behind you is going to have a worse tire situation because you're yeah. just burning that left front in the air wash. Um, yeah. That's a problem I ran into in the first race. I knew once I was in the lead um, that everybody behind me was going to have the same problem. Um, so I knew I was in the best position tire-wise and you know balance-wise um, being in the lead and uh, just had to bring it home. Indeed. Uh, let's talk about your last couple of laps as well. Uh, same thing, because I, I, wa I want to get the mindset. Um, you know, obviously, again, both of you guys are in your second or third year. You've been in the series before, right? So it's always a different, you're a different person every time. What, what were the last couple of laps like for you? Was the, was the car pretty good? Because I know you had a decent size lead. For me, yeah, the car was, the car was good throughout. Um, I don't know if that was meant for even myself, but... Um, with you. Yeah, um, the balance didn't change hardly throughout the race and uh, just repeating what I did every lap, basically. You know, with the air wash, um, it kind of gives you a bit of confidence. Like you keep the car behind you. Um, you know that, yeah. In P2. Yeah. So, you know, it was a pretty calm race all the way to the end. And uh, But, you know, crossing the line, the elation was, you know, <laughs> over the roof. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was ecstatic. It was uh, an amazing feeling to win. Yeah, and then and then I love I love that it's always like it's like two levels of it, right? You've won the race, then you cool down the lap a little bit, but you're still pretty party in the cool down. And then when you roll into into pit lane, your whole crew's there, right? And all of a sudden it comes back again because dude, I thought your helmet was gonna pop off here. Look at <laughs> dude, you were fired up. Yeah. Um, tell me, you, you get out of the car, everybody's there, cameras are there. What's the you know again? You've won races in your career, karting. Lucas Oil, whatever it may be, what's uh, just just give me a little taste of what that feels like right there. You know, um, went through a whole season without that feeling, and to have it back um, was just amazing. I really longed for it all last season. Yeah. I wanted to get that willing, winning feeling back, so once I got it, you know, I just had to express it all. So I'll ask you the same question, both of you, you and then and then Prescott. And you guys know I harp on this a lot and talking to you guys, especially when you're younger and in the program and maybe getting frustrated. Yuvin, tell me how much different you are now going into the second race of the season than you were two years ago at the start of the season and last year at the start of the season. Just tell me how much, because I think people don't realize the maturation of you drivers being so into it, whether it's the physical side, the mental side, whatever it is. How, how much different are you going into St. Pete this weekend right now than you would have been even last year at the end of the season? Yeah, it's especially after this win, the confidence yeah. level is a lot higher um, for sure. And also just kind of getting comfortable with the car. You know, St. Pete, the person who is going to put it on pole is the person who is closest to the wall. That's basically just the, That's it. Yeah. the formula for it. 
closest to the wall without being in the wall. <laughs> so um, it's just going to be that. It's just confident with the brakes now, a lot more comfortable with that, confident with the car. Um, I trust this Paps Racing team, and they've always brought a really good car to St. Pete um, yeah. and to every event, really. So um, it, it took me a while to kind of get used to the car, get comfortable to the car. That's what's uh, r- really impressing me with um, both my teammates this year, Chase, especially with barely any car experience, if any. Yeah, agree, Chase um, For him to be able to qualify fifth in his first ever qualifying was, was really, really impressive. Yeah. And Josh with his two podiums being 15 years old, which is <laughs> insanity. It is. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it took me a while, but I think I'm finally at that point where I'm, I'm confident with the car. I'm able to get close to the wall, able close to the limit, and nice. uh, know where the limit is. Anything in the off season you've, that you've focused on, you think that's helped this uh, fitness size, working with a mental coach, anything like that? Yeah. So I've worked, I'm working with um, Simon Hayes, Grant Hayes, and um, also um, Stuart, um, uh, who is a, a sports uh, psychologist. And also with uh, David Ferguson, who's a, a sports physiologist in Michigan state. And nice. all these guys um, working with them has really, really helped me this off season kind of, getting the mental game better, getting the physical strength better. Um, I put on quite a few pounds this off season. So um, feel, feeling really good, really comfortable with it. Uh, I, I could see that when we rolled into spring training. I'm like, man, I go, you've been looking pretty good here. I think we, we just lost Prescott. He'll be back. I'm sure he'll dial back in. Uh, yeah, dude, you look like you, you, you put some put some uh, some muscle on, which is great. Lastly, but we'll get Prescott back and hopefully be able to cap things off here. Lastly, coming into this particular weekend, uh, how do you feel – rolling into St. Petersburg. What are your thoughts on, on getting on track for the first time uh, on Friday morning? Uh, it's going to be a bit difficult. I mean, St. Pete, especially because we are always the first guys out. It's always super slick track. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's our only practice session before qualifying. So the key is just getting as many laps in as possible. You know, got to keep it out of the wall. Um, and we know there's going to be red flags, especially with the fields as big as they are. So getting those laps in before those red flags comes out and um, getting, getting a decent understanding of how the track works. I'm going to put a hex on you about those, uh, about those red flags. I don't want any red flags at all, but oh, you never know. I always, it, it's St. Petersburg. So sketchy Prescott. We'll rewind a bit for you. We dropped you. We got you back. Uh, what about you in terms of the off season? How much, how much work have you done in the off season? And have you, are you working with anybody a little bit different than you, than you would have maybe uh, a couple of years ago? Well, I've done a lot of work in the offseason, but it was related to engineering. Um, yeah. I got a job literally the week after St. Pete, um, an engineering job because I'm taking a year that. off of yeah. engineering school. Um, and I think having that to focus on um, throughout the off season has helped me a lot mentally. Um, okay. Just having something to, you know, challenge myself in that way and something to work towards um, different projects. And uh, I've really enjoyed that. But on the racing side of things, I have worked a lot on the mental side of things started working with a mental coach. Um, and I think I've fixed my approach to, you know, going into this season and to each race event. I think that's helped me a lot. How much different do you feel than, than the guy that I met or I met again, I've obviously known for a number of years, but the guy that I saw when we started the season at road America last year, very different. I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think coming out of the Lucas oil championship as the Lucas oil school of racing championship as the champion, I had a lot of high expectations for myself, yeah. um, and I think the Road America results were a bit of a shock to me. Um, and at that time, I didn't know what I needed to do differently and what was wrong. Um, I think I figured it out by now, and uh, you know the changes I've made seem to be working. 
That's awesome, man. All right, let's talk. I, I asked you even this question as well. Going into St. Petersburg, it's a, it, St. Petersburg is always the tough one, right? Because the rookies are always brand new coming in. Uh, and last year, it was the last race of the year. Now it's only like six months ago. Uh, so I don't if, if that was fresh on your mind of how well you did there, how the comfort level you were able to develop by the end of the weekend there. What's your expectations and focus going to St. Petersburg when we get on track on Friday? Well, first of all, I know the car is going to be very good. The force was very strong there at the end of the last season yeah. um, with a win there. And, uh, yeah, so I know that I'll just have to put it all together myself. I don't have the car under me to do it. Um, and it's going to be, you know, like you said, get as many laps as you can. That's really important around there. And clean track, clear track ahead. And that's it. Very cool this past weekend. Uh, six different pole sitters, six different race winners. Nobody doubled up on the weekend as well. You two were able to get it done in USF 2000. You even congrats on your win, Prescott, on yours as well. And, man, guys, good luck uh, this weekend. It should be fun. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Let's drop them out here. Let's get rid of Prescott. Let's get rid of you and a couple of really tremendously talented young USF 2000 drivers, first-time winners, and it really has kind of shook things up, right? We had kind of four guys that were near the top of the charts last year that we said, you know, these guys are probably primary title contenders. Then you throw Yuvin and Prescott in with such a, uh, a tremendous debut. What a great way to start the program. Again, moving to the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg this weekend, all three series on board. I uh, just found out about an hour and a half ago that another driver being added to the USF 2000, Michael Myers, confirming with me as we messaged each other that he is en route right now to uh, to the event at St. Petersburg. So we'll see how many cars we do end up with for this event. But otherwise, as the guy said, really, really great lineup of drivers this year. We had, we had 26 or 27 in USF 2000, 17 in Indy Pro, and 13 drivers in Indy Lights. And uh, super excited about getting, again, down to the streets of St. Petersburg. Do appreciate everybody joining us here on my uh, my YouTube channel for the Road to Indy Insider Live. We'll come back again next week. We'll get a couple more of the drivers who had success in the streets of St. Petersburg. Otherwise, everybody knows where to tune into everything. Follow me, of course, on social media, uh, RTI underscore Insider on Twitter, Road to Indy Insider on both uh, uh, road uh, Facebook and Instagram. And then, again, all weekend long coverage uh, on RoadDindy.tv. The Road Indy TV app, any of the websites that we actually stream through the actual series websites, usf2000.com, indypro2000.com, and indylights.com. And if you're following Indy Lights, of course, Peacock for the U.S., uh, Rev TV in Canada, and the YouTube channel of The Race for Indy Lights Internationally. Again, folks, thank you so much for joining us here on another edition of the Road to Indy Insider Live. My name is Rob Haddon. Book it.